Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Through the Curtain. This podcasting series highlights members of the professional wrestling industry, whether they be on-air talent, in-ring talent, out-of-the-ring talent, or even super fans. Listen as they give their stories of wrestling, thoughts on wrestling, and thoughts on things outside of wrestling. So stay tuned, because this is Through the Curtain. Hey guys, it's uh, DC People's, DC's People's Champ here. Uh, before we get started with this interview with K.A. Robinson, I wanted to just give a, a shout out and, and say thank you to everybody who took the time to share, like, uh, and listen to the first Through the Curtain episode with uh, Sean Carlson. Uh, even with the technical difficulties that we had with uh, that interview with Sean, it still came out good, sounded good. A lot of people dig it and are supporting. So uh, I definitely appreciate you on this one. Uh, this one definitely went a lot better uh, in terms of the technical difficulties. We had no issues with the, techn- with the uh, technical side of things. And it was a great conversation I had with someone who I consider a, a friend, a brother, someone who I've known for about five or six years. Uh, great conversation. We get into some, you know, of course, wrestling, uh, but we do get into some other topics as well. As well. And it was just a, a fun, fun conversation, uh, again, with somebody who I consider like a friend, a brother, uh, things of that nature. So make sure you enjoy uh, this interview that I had uh, with my brother, K.A. Robinson. All right, guys, it's another episode of Through the Curtain presented by the No Spots Podcast and Anchor. Uh, Glad you could be with us listening to this episode, wherever you may be listening to this episode. We appreciate you as these people's champ. And I have the distinct honor and the distinct privilege uh, to sit down and chat with someone who I've known for a number of years. Uh, I've watched this dude grow not only as a wrestler, but also grow as a person. Uh, I'm proud to call him my friend. I'm proud to call him my brother. Uh, A really stand-up dude and is making noise on the indies already and still within his first year uh, as an independent professional wrestler. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Mr. K.A. Robinson. K.A., what's going on, my brother? How you doing? How's it going, my man? I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. How about you? Um, you know me, man. I'm just, I'm just living, I'm just living and surviving, just living and surviving. Uh, first off, before we get started, uh, right. as we are recording this, uh, you just recently made uh, an appearance for uh, Showtime Championship Wrestling Alliance uh, in a winning effort. So, first, I want to say congratulations on that. I, I got the footage, and you look just as good as like, like you've been doing it all throughout this here pandemic. <laughs> yes. No, nah, that, that was good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, but you know, want to just start off. Just what, how were you, how were you introduced to the world of wrestling, and how old were you when you were introduced to wrestling? Um, I kind of I started like watching wrestling. Uh, I can't remember the exact age, but I know it was very young because right. I had some family members that didn't watch wrestling, but um. I had some that did watch wrestling, uh, but I really got introduced 
maybe by seeing a WCW episode with Booker T. And I was trying to figure out what the heck is going on. You know, why these guys are like in, you know, underwear and tights and stuff and wearing mm-hmm. boots and beating the crap out of each other in the ring. Right. But I really wasn't watching wrestling as much back then as a kid. Uh, I really started getting into it more when the Ruthless Aggression era was really coming out. So I was really getting into it um, around like my, uh, like prob- probably like 10, 11, 12, something like that. I always liked it, but I never really got a chance to look at it at it every week because um, I didn't know which channel it was on. And then everybody else is watching other stuff like sports, drama, like television or whatever they're watching. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, now like I said, I I had started watching. I was what? How old was I? No, I was ten. I was about ten, eleven mm. when I first started watching. Probably from the same that was, But that, <laughs> but, but see, but this, but this was back in like ninety one, ninety two, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, because ninety two is the year that I was actually, you know, born in that year. So that that's kind of crazy that you said that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, like I said, ninety one, ninety two was when I was introduced to wrestling. Uh, WWF Superstar came on every Saturday morning on, on Fox 5, and that's how I got into it myself, uh, was that, watching that, and I've been stuck on it ever since. Um, so as I mentioned in the intro, uh, you are, this is your first year uh, as a professional mm-hmm. wrestler. Uh, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to know, like, what have been, what have been some of your experiences so far uh, being an independent pro wrestler? I know that the whole global pandemic kind of messed a lot of things up but outside of that what has been your experience so far being a professional wrestler um it's the experience it's it's really been great so far i've uh through the process through the process of me starting training um i have a i like to say a a great and an amazing trainer when i first started out um shout out to nick sick and taylor if if a lot of you may know on here on on the podcast um yeah he he uh Gave me open arms when I first started coming in and teaching me everything that I know now. And I met some great and amazing people, as well as the people that, you know, who we know that started this before, even though they started before me. But overall, it's it's been good so far. There are some bad points to it, but I, I pretty much, you know, knock out the negative stuff because it tends to happen in the business. And that's one of the things that my trainer and everyone else was trying to tell me about it. But other than that, the experience has been very well. I've met great people. I've had some good matches. I had some compliments here and there. And I have the utmost and great support of friends and other people that have been supporting me ever since I started. So other than that, it's been going very well, man. Very well. Okay. Yeah. So I said, I've watched you as you've grown as, as a wrestler and you know, watched how how you, you know, how you perform and things of that nature. So, who are some of the wrestlers that influenced your wrestling style and you, how you how you perform in the ring, your moves, sets, and things of that nature? Ah, oh, man, it's a handful. Uh, it's a lot, but um, uh, guys like Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles. I've always been like Stone Cold and Rock guy, but most importantly, I will say the guy that really, really, really uh, was one of my inspirations is, um, as we all know him, R-Truth or Ron Killings, whatever name that you know him back in the day or whatever. Uh, R-Truth was really one of my inspirations in professional wrestling, just the way that he moved, just the way that he talked. And because it was a guy that, you know, looked like me, 
on television or whatever, it 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 really set a good you know standard for me to like getting into this thing, especially watching him become you know the first African American to be the NWA um, champion when he was in you know in, uh, TNA at the time. So he he really gave me such an inspiration to really start wanting to be a professional wrestler. So yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny you mentioned uh, uh, R-Truth on the Truth Killers because, like, last week was the uh, anniversary, the 18-year anniversary. Yeah, I saw that. Winning the uh, NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. We actually talked about it on the podcast we put out uh, on Sunday. Uh, May mentioned mm-hmm. that, and the fact that Run the Truth Killers to this very day still is the only African-American that is rec- recognized as an NWA, official NWA World's Champion. So... Hopefully pretty soon. I mean, hopefully pretty soon somebody else will be able to take that mantle uh, once NWA comes back in the, uh, in the operation. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's kind of shift gears a little bit away from wrestling. One thing I've known about you, and trust me, I know this very well. Uh, you like you like gaming. You, you like gaming, yes. yeah. Because trust me, uh, tell a quick story. A lot of times when I went to go pick this man, this this my brother up for uh to go places a lot of times i would have to message him when i'm at least 15 20 minutes away because he'd be in the middle <laughs> of a game and by the time we get there we, we by the time we get there it'd be five ten minutes and then he would probably be out but at least gave him a heads up <laughs> like hey look we about to pull up <laughs> <laughs> but you are heavy in the game you're heavy in the game and you're heavy in the game what are what are you currently playing right now in terms of games what are you playing right now I was playing um, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it, it's uh, if I can explain the game. It's basically a game that's set in um, feudal Japan in the years of twelve seventy one through twelve eighty four. If I'm correct, mm-hmm. um, there was an actual event that happened in like feudal Japan. Uh, the Mongols, uh, or Mon- you know, Mongols, they had an uh, invasion that they tried to invade like. Um, the island of Tsushima, which is actually a real thing, but they tried to co- uh, have a conquest to take over like mainlands as far as like Japan and other places like that. So um, it's developed by uh, Sucker Punch Productions. So it, 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 it's like a samurai game. And, and this is one of the games that um, as a kid, you know, growing up, I always want, I always been into like samurais and, and, and stuff like that. So uh, they pretty much gave the samurai game that I've been waiting for for like the longest time. And, you know, it's a historical event. Um, it's amazing if any of you want to watch like YouTube videos of basically what happened during those times. So yeah, um, Ghost of Tsushima is was the current game that I was playing just a moment ago, but um, pretty much I already beat it like some weeks ago. But I just wanted to dive into it again, you know. So mm. yeah. Okay. The follow up question that is. Um... What have been some of your favorite games you played in the last couple of years? What are some of your favorites? Whew, man. Um, well, Ghost of Tsushima has to be one of them because this this was such an amazing game. You you guys got to play it if you haven't. Uh, so that God of War, um, Gears of War. I I when it comes to gaming, I'm more of a person that like story driven games because I'm all about like storytelling which you know if it can go hand to hand with how i view is wrestling as well since it's a podcast about wrestling so i i like storytelling based video games that can give me you know dramatic events you know the climax 
uh, a beginning plot and the end plot and stuff like that. So yeah, some of those games that have, you know, that part of storytelling I've been enjoying for like the past couple of years now. And they, and literally all of these games um, that I mentioned are like PlayStation exclusive. So yeah, Sony's been doing their thing, man. That, that's pretty much all I can say about that because <laughs> I can go on and on about it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, as much as you, you know, you enjoy, you know, gaming and video games and things like that. You ever thought about mm-hmm. getting on like Twitch or something like that and doing games uh, streaming? The funny thing that you mentioned that I actually do have a Twitch, but the reason that I don't use my Twitch now is because of um, issues with internet. Because right now I'm staying at a location where uh, we do have internet connection but it's not strong enough for me to like live stream and stuff because i recently just moved and i'm going to be moving again because where i'm at now is supposed to be temporary but all i know is um once i have the issue fixed to have good internet access and to start streaming i will be um starting to try to stream again because that's what i'm trying to do as far as like content as far as like my youtube channel if you didn't know i do have a youtube channel so with my youtube channel my twitch and you know my other social media platforms as well and trying to make everything you know go hand to hand yeah no we're gonna you're gonna have a chance at the end of this and like plug all that stuff so people can find you and right right everything right. like that because i mean you got a lot going on out there with not only your professional wrestling career uh but the youtube and everything like that you doing you do vlogs on your youtube and everything like that uh but another yeah. thing that you 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 have a passion outside of wrestling and gaming it's cosplaying. Um, I know that you yes. know this past earlier this year. I believe it was either earlier this year or late last year. You went to one of the cons. You were able to get into cosplaying and everything like that. So, what inspires you to to get into cosplaying? Uh, to correct you, um, it was from February uh, in Katsukon because that was the same week as uh, Fight Pro. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. <laughs> this year has been, hey, man. This has been fucked up, dude. Let me tell you something. This year's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has been. No, it's like okay, man. A lot of a lot of things have been happening this year. But um, mm-hmm. what actually got me into cosplaying? Um, I've always wanted to like trust in like my favorite superheroes or like favorite characters from like games or television, but I I uh, first started out, I believe, is 2018. Because uh, before, I had friends that went to conventions, but they never really told me about um, that they were into going to conventions as far as like convention, you know, as far as like uh, Katsukon or Otakon and stuff like that. So um, I really started in 2017 where I went to Katsukon with a couple of friends of ours that, you know, and um, some other people know, uh, but I didn't start in 2017 to actually started cosplaying. I started that very next year that we went to the uh, Katsukon convention, and my first cosplay ever was the Black Power Ranger. If some of you have um, seen it or have not seen it, I pretty much cosplayed a Black Power Ranger, and I've always wanted to do cosplay, but I never really had like the chance or like to go to certain conventions because I didn't have other people, you know, to go to conventions with at that time. Hmm. That's interesting. So um, what is, what has been your favorite cosplay costume that you've worn so far? What's been, what's been the one that you like, I really, really uh, dig that one the most. 
Um, I haven't I haven't done a lot of them. Um, I'll say my two favorites so far since I haven't done a lot of them. Uh, of course the Black Power Ranger because it's you know it's part of my gimmick is wrestling as well because I've always loved Power Rangers as a kid, and I did a uh Ronin or many of you may know as Hawkeye when uh betrayed the other character as Ronin my Ronin cosplay because that got a lot of love too. So yeah, those are pretty much like my two favorite cosplays that I've done so far. But it's not the end though. <laughs> it's not the end. Well, that's a that's a great segue into my next question. I mean, granted, this year, the all the cons we don't we don't expect to see any more cons this year with what's been going on this year. But if they were to return next year, do you have any plans for cosplay costumes for next year? Of course, uh, of course. You know, you just can't you know do cosplays and you know go to conventions and, you know, not do them again. But yeah, I, um, um, if there is another Katsukon next year, um, I will be attending that. Uh, there was supposed to be a Blurcon to happen this year, but due to the COVID-19 you know, situation, that didn't happen. But I plan on going to that one next year. I don't know what characters I will be doing uh, so far, because I did have one that I wanted to do for Katsukon for this year, but I didn't know how I was actually going to do the actual cosplay, but I do planning on going to other conventions next year. And I do plan on doing some other characters just right now. I do have a thought of what characters I want to do, but you know, don't know how it's going to go, but I do plan on doing some in the uh, year or so. Well, you want to let the people in on what your, what your thoughts are? Is that G14 classified? Oh no, it's not classified. I, I can basically say, um, it's, there's a character in um, Samurai Showdown called Yoshitora. Um, he has like um, these like swords. Like it's it's like I, I don't know how it, it, it's strange because I don't know if the characters if the character actually has like um, holster holsters for his swords because he basically has like five swords on the back and it's like this one long sword that's like below his waist. And I thought it was pretty cool to do that cosplay because I have seen it before on some pictures because I Googled it because that's one of the co uh, cosplays that I actually want to do from um, this year's con. But I didn't know how I was actually going to have the swords, you know, be holstered or connected to my back. So, uh, but that's still in one of the mentions of a cosplay that I actually want to do. And another one that I really, really want to do uh, was um, Kane from the um, uh, Legacy of Kane series. Sort of like a vampire type of thing, but yeah, didn't know how that was going to work out as well due to all the makeup and uh, the weapon that I had to find if I had to like 3D print it and stuff like that, and as well as finding like a perfect costume for it. But yeah, at least two of them so far. Okay. Yeah, see, I told you guys, like, he's passionate about the gaming, he's passionate about the cosplaying. Uh, and, let's, and he's also, you know, got his passion for as well as let's segue back into wrestling uh in just a bit uh i know that again this you're just in your first year you haven't completed your first year as a as an independent professional wrestler yet but do you have any short-term goals in mind for what you want to accomplish within these first couple of years as a professional wrestler uh you said small goals right yeah, short-term goals, not long-term oh, goals. You know, I know you don't want to think of long-term um, you just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just 
building up my fan base and mainly just gaming my name out there and really to start selling merch, you know, because that's something I've always wanted to start doing ever since, you know, I started this whole shindig, try to sell merch, get my name out there, uh, get more fans invested in me and hopefully to be on like um, other different shows uh, as far as, you know, that goes. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it so far. Hmm. This, is, this is like a little bit of a follow-up question. Um, on our on the last episode that we that I did with with Sean Carlson, he made he mentioned when he said because I asked him about what advice he would give to up and coming wrestlers, and one of the things that he said is you know try you know quantity quality over quantity, uh, meaning that mm-hmm. you know instead of trying to like go to any in every fed just to get out there, you know make sure you get the right ones. Uh, and provide you know show mm-hmm. them the quality of your work. Do you, do you find any truth in that, especially as someone up and coming like yourself? Oh yeah, I I agree with that. Um, to to me, I think you want to go to different promotions that are gonna promote you right, treat you right. Uh, you can work with some good workers that can you know help you out to better your character or to better you as a wrestler so i do agree with uh carlson had said yeah i 100 percent. okay so let's say like tomorrow you just you somewhere wherever and someone comes up has rec- recognized you and seen you like mm-hmm. on the internet wrestling and they said hey, hey i want to become a wrestler what advice would you give that person to help them to be able to navigate successfully being a pro wrestler in their first year? You know, because I'm sure like of someone who's been doing it for t- five, 10, 15 years will have a multitude, but, you know, maybe they want to hear from someone who's already going through the rigor of being a newcomer to the, to the business mm-hmm. and would want to know what's the best way to do it so that it doesn't create any issues for them. Um, it's funny you mention that because uh, on my actual worker page, um, there have been some people message me about that sort of thing, and <laughs> I will admit I'm not the best person to give advice to. But I have said to some people, uh, first know what you really want out of the, out of this, as far as like, uh, what's your character going to be. Are you going to be, you know, able to travel, you know, on the roads to different states here and there? Are you going to have the drive and the energy to do it? Um, so, yeah, try to find a character. Uh, try to find like a local school that you can go to and make sure you can afford that, because I don't know, you know, everybody, how their finances are, their um, financial situation. So, yeah, just try to find a good school. Try to find a character that you really want to um, give to the fans, you know, not something like a template. Where you can see like other people doing the same thing, try to try to be different is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, and that that's mainly it. I, I wish I had more, but you know what you just said earlier, coming from me who just started out, because um, I still, you know, try to find some uh, things to like different, you know, as well as like um, character wise and, and and other stuff to set as well. So yeah. Okay, my G, we gotta talk about. Gear. Matter of fact, I wrote that down in my notes. Gotta talk about mm-hmm. the gear exclamation point. So what 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 was the idea? Like you I think you mentioned it earlier, but reiterate what was the idea behind that and is and how does that tie into the KA Robinson character? 
Um, it's obvious. I'm a I'm a big Power Rangers fan. You know, I'm I'm a big kid at heart for one, but I've I've always like loved Power Rangers as a kid, and I wanted some gear to actually go with the character that is K. A. Robinson because, um, I wanted to portray K. A. Robinson as this you know, young guy. You know, even though you know he's small and he doesn't look as strong, but he developed some powers, you know, as many of you saw the show, that he can use his powers and use his strength or use use whatever um as a form of self-defense to protect others. You know, even I'm I'm in the entertainer's back because it's not like the actual show. But give people, you know, some sort of a of of a nostalgia effect. You know, give the grown-ups a nostalgia effect. Um if kids don't know if they never watched the show before, if they never watched the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger series, like hey, this guy is, you know, He's basically you know, like a superhero, you know, somebody that can be a good role model. So I, I wanted to use that, and and for really, I think many think what it would just be like a cosplay thing. Sort sort of it it is, but I actually wanted to make something out of that into a character, because I don't want to just be in there, you know. Oh, this is this is a guy that's just cosplaying, you know, powers. No, I actually wanted to, it for be a real thing, as far as like the jokes and the moves and. You know, go go Power Rangers and blah 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 blah. That you know, that that's pretty much how I went. It's, it's basically a nostalgia. It's funny you say that too because my son, um, because uh, the other day I picked up my son from parents' house, and on his tablet, he's watching the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He's six. oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Junior. That is so awesome. Yeah, Junior was watching, watching the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, not any of these new hybrid ones. The original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and he be yes. telling me stuff, and in my head, I'd be like, "I already know, Junior. I watched it when I was a little older than you are." You gotta start with the original, man. You gotta start the one with where it's where it all started, man. That's that's simply the best one. It's all that I can say. Listen, like you, you preach it to the crowd. You could preach to the choir here. Like I said, I grew up on the original Mighty Morphin. Uh, Power Rangers when they went off to like Zio Zio I didn't mind Zio I didn't mind mm-hmm. Turbo I didn't mind uh but once they got out of that to like Dino Thunder and all, I said no nah, check it out I'm out <laughs> and I think by yeah, that time yeah, I, think yeah. I was in high school when they started going with these all these other iterations of Power Rangers I said yeah no nah, I'm out <laughs> but every day yeah, yeah yeah every now and then I do find a nostalgia and go back and watch the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, because me, mm, right, me, right. me and my friends used to be in the backyard pretending we were Power Rangers. I used to pretend to be the Blue Ranger. That was a favorite. <laughs> are you are you not surprised? <laughs> like Billy was my favorite. No, not really. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> Billy, Billy was my favorite. He was. Not only because Blue see. was my favorite color. Blue, not only because Blue was my favorite color, because but when I was in school, I was actually like one of the smart one of the smart guys in, in class. You tell now oh yeah that, then, that's, yeah that's what billy what that's what billy was during the show he, he was just simply a genius you know the guy that came try to come up with like different technological weapons or different ways or different things to try to defeat enemies you know in, in right. uh in the actual show but yeah I, I mean even right. though all of those kids were like smart because some of them were just you know just do do i just go to school and you know kick butt but they were actually like smart kids but but billy was pretty much like the most prominent one who was just the genius and you know the, the brains of the whole operation. So yeah, I, I can well, see why yeah. why you like. It. <laughs> yeah, no, that was my that was that was my guy. That was my guy. Uh, I I got one other question, but I want to shift really quickly. 
You remember my birthday two years ago? Mm-hmm. When we went laser tag, uh, when we went laser tagging. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. But y'all that don't know, okay, I'm gonna tell the story. And, Ke- and and he he'll laugh when he hears it, but yeah. So we went laser tagging in Baltimore for my birthday two years ago. It was myself and other people that we know. Um, so we go there and we get into we get in there and it's like this whole big group of people. It was like I think three or four different groups, right? At one one point went in there. I think we went there like three times. And then one of the yeah. times we went with this big group of people and we were just running around shooting, shooting, and shooting. Um, and then we got done and somebody had a high score, and, and you had a high score, and you renamed uh-huh. yourself Carl. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yo. That was that was your that was your thing that entire time after that you was like I'm Carl, <laughs> but yeah. But I remember that. I, like I remember that because that actually came up as a memory uh, on my actual birthday mm-hmm. last week. Uh, well, two weeks right, ago, right, almost, right. almost. But um, also because I remember also in one of those times we were in there, we was in there against them. And we was in there against them, them white girls. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. they, they, they did not want. They did not want the smoke. They did not want the smoke. I'm just saying, those, those, was, those, yeah. were fun. Those are some fun times. Folks gotta understand. Like I said, me and this man right here go back at least five, maybe six years, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, like I said, that's why I said in the beginning, I've seen this man grow not only as a wrestler but as a person as well. Um, literally. Because the group that we hang out with, I'm nor I'm normally like the oldest, pretty much. Like uh, pretty much everybody around me is like my little my little brothers to me, because I'm like the oldest. But anyway, I just wanted to tell that story real quick. It just popped in my head. Um, so let's get down the line. You're in a Fed. You're in an uh, actual Fed, a consistent Fed, like a Fed that that you're just a part of, not just booked occasionally, mm-hmm. but you're a part of. And they ask you to to be in a tag team, you know. They want you. They want you to be in a tag team. But mm-hmm. the catch is, you have a choice of who you're going, who's going to be your partner, right? Mm-hmm. So, who are you picking and why? Oh, that is a very very interesting question. Um. Hmm. If I could say, um, I think I would probably pick uh, the postman, Vamia Williams. Friend of the No Spots podcast. Nice pick. Why? It, yeah. Uh, he seems to really get the crowd going, whether they boo or cheer them. And I feel as though we can have some exciting moments in our matches, you know, as far as like moves and getting the crowd into it. And yeah, you know, pe- people really invest into like him. Like he he he's that damn good, man. I- I'll say about that. I-, I did have some other mentions, but I think he would be um the most gracious one or most good to pick. Even though I originally had someone who I would have picked, but you know, yeah, I'm not really gonna get into it. But yeah, postman Van Williams, man. Yeah. We definitely don't need to get into that one. <laughs> yeah, that that's why, you know. Uh, but but yeah, postman Van Williams, everybody, that would be my tag team partner. 
Yes, indeed. That's my, that's, that's our guy. He's he's a friend of the show. Definitely a friend. Yeah, of the show. been he, on the show a couple and, times. And you know, he's he's been a friend of mine for like years. You know, just how I met you and everyone else. But I I know I've known him like the longest ever since uh, we were in high school because. I believe at the time his ex-girlfriend had introduced me. Actually, I was introduced um, to uh, him when I believe it was my 17th or 18th birthday, and I went to Hooters, and that's when I was introduced to him. So me and him, we've been you know rocking a long way ever since then. So I would pick right. you know pick someone that I've known for a long time that I would actually have a good you know relationship with outside as well as inside of the ring. So mainly why I chose him. But yeah, that's that's dope. That is dope. Uh, one last day, and then I, you can go ahead and start plugging all your all your all your content places and and social media because I know, like I say, you, you do sir. you do vlogging. You're, you're thinking about video game streaming once you get a better internet situation. Have you ever thought of have thought about maybe doing a podcast? Uh, you know, funny that you mentioned that too. Uh. Um, from some guys that we both know, we actually tried to do a podcast, but it wasn't working out because, um, actually, if I can actually name him, um, because I'm quite sure you had him on your podcast, uh, the director, Chris Frandino, friend of mine, no, known him for like many years as well, as well as we know all known each other. Uh, we tried to he's start a podcast, he's friend, of he's friend of the show, he hasn't been on, but he's friend of the show, and Dino, that's your invitation, oh, okay. come on, fam. Just I, saying. I okay, oh, oh, I'm thinking of another podcast. My apologies, guys. Uh, it's no, another podcast. He, he'll, he, we'll get him oh. on here. Yeah, you got to get him on there, man. You got to. But yeah, um, the director, Christopher Andino, uh, and some other friends of ours, and another friend who is also going to be joining up um, as a professional wrestler as well, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. But yeah, we tried to do a podcast. Um, we was started recording some stuff on Zoom, but he couldn't convert the videos so that he can put them up on YouTube or, you know, another site to where we can actually start the podcast. So, yeah, we, I, I tried, we, we, we tried to do it, but it didn't work out very well. But if I wanted to actually start my own podcast, I would try to um actually do it, but I don't know how well I would do it. <laughs> you know, no, I, got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. No, park, park, doing a podcast, I mean, it's not, it's not easy. It may look like it's easy, yeah, that's the thing, but it's not, you know, you know, you know, cause, cause we're both, you know, fans of the, uh, Joe Biden podcast and it's like, it, it just looks like that stuff is so tedious, so hard as far as like recording, you know, topics to talk about and, and, and so much other stuff. So yeah, I, I man, it yeah, probably be so tedious. Yeah. No, like, see, like before, uh, no spots got off of blog talk radio, uh, it used to be I would have the the tedious thing would be you know topics. Uh, I mean the topics mm-hmm. part wasn't as tedious because basically it's just a week a week recap, and then if there were pay per views, we review we review the pay per views or if there either preview them if it's before the pay per view or review them with after. But the main thing is looking for mm-hmm. pertinent news stories to talk about and things like that, and then also because we had those. Ref- we had a bit of restriction because of our time slot. We were at 10 o'clock at night and we had to make sure we had the podcast finished before midnight in order for it to post uh, quickly uh, and on demand. So it, that's why it was tedious. Nowadays, it's not as tedious 
uh, because of the fact that we have the freedom to record whenever we don't have necessarily have to record at 10, 10 PM on a Friday night. Uh, right. You know, we don't have to, we, you know, we have pay-per-view previews to do. We can record that on like a random two on a Tuesday beforehand and have that in, in the can. So it's the recording part is the easier part, but I think just, you know, coming up with news stories and things like that, it could be a little bit tedious because there's so many news stories that can come out of wrestling in, in, in one day. And then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. which ones would be more the most important to talk about? Uh, and I would right. imagine it would be even more tedious with something outside of wrestling because at least with wrestling, if you like, if all else fails, just talk about what happened that week, like we did this past week. Just talk about what happened that week, and there you go. You get a two-hour podcast just talking about what happened this week in wrestling. Um, whereas if you talk about anything else, there's a lot of resources that goes into it there's a lot of prep that goes into it and then also if you have co-hosts you got to be able to line up with their schedules as well and yeah it, it it's it can be difficult but if you have the passion to do it go for it and it right. and, and you know it can be fun like because once you start recording you start talking with your friend, you know people who are your friends about things that you're passionate about it just goes from you know, the, the stress of having to prepare to do this podcast. So once you start, it's just like, you're just sitting, like what we're doing right now. We're literally sitting here having a conversation. Right. Exactly. <laughs> literally sitting here having a conversation. Literally having a conversation. Okay. How can all the good people out there find you when it comes to social media and all the like? Uh, okay. So Twitter, you can find me on KA underscore Robinson 92. You can find me on the Instagram K dot with, you know, period K period, a period uh, underscore Robinson 92. You can find me on my Facebook fan page, which is K Robinson. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube uh, is Kev be cool. That's K E V B E C O O L 26 on YouTube. Yes, indeed. Definitely check out. His YouTube. He has some good uh, vlogs on there. He just recently, he just recently put up a vlog uh, of your time at One CW uh, before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So y'all definitely check that out. There's some really good footage on there, and um, of course, you know the director is on there getting his shit off. <laughs> it's, that seems to be the the running theme with your with your vlogs there, uh, brother. It's like that that. And Dino get on there and get <laughs> get into this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, because I'll be having to I'll be having to do so much editing when he just be getting there and just doing his thing. But it, it's all nothing but love. But you know, it, it, it's in the process. It's a lot of editing. It's a lot of thinking about what move I want to you know what mood I want people to be put into as far as like music selections and like uh, small like um, subtitles if I want to type in something or you know get pe- people to like enjoy you know a mellow ride as, as far as like you're watching the whole actual vlog so yeah that's the all music, and basically music my, you my life experience pick, in professional wrestling you're the music you picked for that vlog was fire my dude it was fire yeah i enjoyed it i really did it yeah, really like, did enhance like the experience yeah like i said i tried to do like um some mellow tunes you know lo-fi stuff people that can enjoy and relax too so yeah i haven't really got like negative comments except probably like one comment that um my last vlog the music was a bit too high but uh yeah other than that i'm i'm so glad that people are 
enjoying the vlogs and what I'm doing as far as like content on YouTube as well. Because I'm trying to do like a lot of stuff other than just wrestling. Well, I mean, that's good that you, you know, trying to be a content creator as well as, you know, your wrestling career, things like that. It's good to be multifaceted and things of that nature. So as you heard him, he's on Twitter, he's on Facebook, he's on the he's on the gram, and he's on YouTube. Make sure y'all go find my my guy and support. Support, support, support. That is the key. K.A., my brother, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and, and, and chat it up with me. Um, hopefully, when this whole when when this whole global pandemic thing comes down, which if we were living in New Zealand, it would have, but we're in the United States, so it's not. You know, we can finally get together and kick it because you know, not, I love you, you my brother, and Preach I'm you. nothing but proud. I love nothing but proud of what you're doing and what you've become. Thank you, man. I appreciate it so much. No problem. No problem now. And everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Anchor as well as all of our podcasts and platforms. Be on the lookout for our weekly show every Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, also, be on the lookout for these shows. They'll be coming out sporadically based on whenever I get someone that wants to wants to chat with me. We'll put it up. It'll go up on a sat on a Saturday at 10 a.m. and also be on the lookout for the People's Review, where I review uh, rec- uh, review events that may take place in between tapings of our, our podcast. Just get you know get my opinion out there. So we're we're out here. We we try to make we making this wrestling contest game something serious. I'm trying to tell you. So uh, make sure you check that out. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/BlueSpotsPod. Twitter doc, we're on Twitter as well at true no spots pod. That's T R U no spots pod. Uh, you can look us up on there as well. Uh, and who knows, maybe eventually we'll, we'll get on the YouTube to do some live stream in there and uh, live stream reactions to pay per views and stuff like that. Myself, Seth, and Donnie, and things like that. So just keep an eye out. We, we, we out here. So for that, thank you again to K.A. Robinson for joining me. I am DC's People's Champ. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey guys, it's Champ here. We hope you enjoyed that episode of No Spots Podcast. If you did, make sure you are following us so you can be notified when we upload new episodes. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, facebook.com slash nospotspod, as well as on Twitter, at truenospotspod. We will catch you on the next episode. Myself, Donnie Wrestling, and The Sith for the No Spots Podcast on the True Radio Network.